What's up, my dudes and dudettes? I'm Nate Houseman, your guide to the 21st century, and I've got a bunch of stories concerning crime in blue cities in America that I've been meaning to get to, and now's a good time to get through them all and cross them off my to-do list. So I'm going to start here with a tweet by Stephen Miller. He's a former senior advisor to President Trump, and he's the founder of America First Legal, a great, you know, legal, you know, nonprofit, you know, that's doing some really good work as far as like taking the left and the deep state's task in the courts. He says, he tweets here, justice is not guaranteed by the words printed on paper, but by the men and women charged with upholding those words. Long ago, the left realized they didn't have the electoral ability to legislatively rewrite our body of law. So they changed the people enforcing it. They put their people in charge. Now we are living with the consequences. How did the left put their people in charge? A lot of it you know, was done by election theft. We now know since 2020 that Democrats cheat in elections. It's it's wide open now. We're able to talk about it. How, how deep and wide is the cheating? We're still finding that out. But we don't have to give them the benefit of the doubt ever again. They cheat in elections. They cheat to put their district attorneys in power. They cheat to put their judges in power. And... These prosecutors and judges do do the people dirty in, in blue cities. So we're, we're going to look at some really crazy cases of crime, looting, violence, threats by illegal aliens. Uh, if you find this content valuable, please like, share, and subscribe. You know, share this, share this video out with the people who um, you care about. Subscribe on whatever platform you're watching this on, either on Rumble, Odyssey, or on the podcast, and give it a thumbs up. You can support this program by going to natehouseman.net. It's my blog. It's my website with lots of other stories from around the web, and it's full, chock full of memes. You can buy mugs, t-shirts, and hats on my shop page. And you can also click on my resources page and find affiliate links to lots of cool services to help you get through these, you know, awful economic times that we're in. One of those services that I want to mention in this video is NordVPN. A VPN is stands for Virtual Private Network, and it's a way to um, keep your browser history on the internet private. I know you're all law-abiding citizens, but as we're going to see when we cover the uh, whole two-tier justice system in, in place right now, it's very important to keep your privacy, you know, keep your data private. If if the powers of be want to, they can get you on anything. They can look up your history and they can decide, we can twist this piece of information any way we want in the courts. So keep keep your data private. And there's, all, there's another benefit to um, a VPN, and that is you can access content from multiple countries and multiple regions. If you're, you know, wanting to view something on Netflix that's exclusive to the UK or Japan or Australia, you can set your VPN to a location in one of those countries or any any country that's covered by the VPN, and you can access content exclusively. That might come in handy with a couple other um, resources I'll mention later in the video. But coming back to... um. Stephen Miller, 
he's he and his group, America America First Legal, they're fight they're fighting stuff in the courts, and I think they're bringing on as many you know class action lawsuits as they can. If a single person cannot get justice in the courts, it's very important for people to uh, get together and work together and file a case. But um, let's just look at a few. Let's just run through these news stories here. Concert chaos. Looting breaks out at a Little Dirt concert after a false active shooter call. Yeah, this was caught on video in Chicago. There was a false report of a um of an active shooter at this con- at this rap concert, and you know the audience was decided to scatter and cause cause a scene, but a lot of them started looting the merch tables, stealing the um stealing all the T-shirts, hats. CDs and such that the performers that the artists, you know, used to uh, actually make an income in this, in this, you know, entertainment environment. Record sales aren't what they used to be. Spotify doesn't pay worth a damn. These artists make their money by selling merch. And this was a huge blow to anyone performing at that concert, at that show. Not just little Dirk, but probably his um, opening act. So... But apparently, you know, police in Chicago aren't really enforcing the law here. Neither are they enforcing the law in Los Angeles. Here's a sample, here's a scene of looting at a Nordstrom store. New video shows a gang of 50 looters armed with bear spray and ransack a Los Angeles Nordstrom store for $100,000 of luxury goods and attack a helpless security guard. After Governor Newsom softened shoplifting laws. Now, is Newsom really the governor? I doubt it. I think he uh, stole his election just as the same as Biden did. Maybe not the same method, but in the same spirit of evil. Another tragic case. Now, this bad guy was caught, but this is a consequence of lacks border security. Suspect in brutal rape and murder of 11-year-old Texas girl is illegal immigrant who crossed into El Paso amid the Biden border crisis. Joe Biden and his um, supposed Department of Homeland, you know, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, they're letting waves of illegal, I don't want to call them immigrants, they are invaders into the country. A lot of them are violent. You know, the whole purpose of a board, of border security is not necessarily to keep people out. It's to have them come in through the door and be accounted for. You know, we want we want law-abiding, you know, people we want law-abiding immigrants to come to our country and follow our laws and contribute to our society. We don't want gangsters in our country. We don't want terrorists in our country. We we don't want you know Chinese spies in our country. So Another case of lawlessness. New York City restaurateur pulling two hotels turned migrant shelter. Pulling out of a hotel turned migrant shelter. I was reading the URL on the headline here. Leftist restaurateur Danny Meyer is is getting hit right between the eyes with results of policies he embraces. Two of Meyer's New York City restaurants, uh, Maialino and Marta, are being shuttered after the hotel housing was converted into a migrant shelter. So 
so many illegal migrants are coming, are being are being delivered to blue cities like New York. The city can't handle it, and neither can the people and the businesses there. Turn our attention back to California. San Francisco retailers are abandoning the city in droves. This is from Zero Hedge. The intro starts, remember when San Francisco officials and the media denied that retailers were leaving metro areas? Then they claimed that the businesses were leaving were not leaving because of rising crime. Remember when the government tried to institute a law which would allow them to continue taxing people and businesses up to 10 years after they moved out of the state? Remember when CNN reporters did a story on the crime epidemic in San Francisco and they got robbed in the process? It's hard to hide the economic consequences of bad policies and ignorant ideology. Eventually, the effects become undeniable. So, then there's a video of all these different businesses in San Francisco closing up. Back to the Gateway Pundit. Crime in San Francisco has gotten so bad that government employees are being advised to work from home. Conditions in the city of San Francisco have deteriorated to the point that government employees who normally work, report to work at a downtown federal building have been told to work from home. So really anyone who can work from home ought to take advantage. Either work from home in your um, if you're in a blue city or get the hell out of that blue city and find a work from home job. I live in a red state in a fairly safe metro area. I work from home. I freelance. I trade crypto. I do these podcasts. And if I ever do feel like getting out of the house, I drive Uber. But I actually feel very safe driving Uber because our, the um, police in my city know what's what. But isn't it interesting that crime is affecting the government now? It's affecting how the government is able to do their jobs. Is this, is this intentional? Is there, you know, could you say that violent criminals, illegal illegal aliens, could you say that they're like the muscle for a, um, a political movement that's has very disastrous and very warped ideas on how America should be run? You know, I am. Um, I said this um, video is titled "The Party of Preston Brooks is a Crime Syndicate in Disguise." I mentioned Preston Brooks before. He was a Democrat representative from the state of South Carolina back in the days, back in the run-up to the Civil War. Preston Brooks didn't like a certain comment by a Republican senator, and he brutally assaulted that senator in the halls of Congress, uh, Senator Charles Sumner, and. It was um it was a shocking event and it put it put everyone on edge. And that's you know, that made you know a violent civil war all the more likely. The Democrats are not reasonable people. They are violent criminals. And you could even you might even say they're an enemy an enemy organization trying to, to um trying to import violent invaders to help distort and upend the rule of law, the constitution in this country.
We've got a case of that here. Illinois man charged with felony after threatening a conservative school board candidate. Now, fortunately, this guy was caught, but it was done too late to really save this candidate from winning her election. He said, book burning evangelical, see you next Tuesday. Watch your back, psycho. A Winfield, Illinois man was charged with two felony counts of threatening a public official after he sent a letter to a conservative school board candidate, which told her to, told her to watch your back. According to the Daily Herald, 55-year-old Christopher Strong of Winfield allegedly sent a handwritten letter to Amanda uh, Erkinswick on March 31st, during the time she was a candidate for the uh, Wheaton-Warrenville Unit District 200 School Board. So, violent violent leftists are threatening conservative, pro-America, pro-law and order candidates for office, whether it's a school board, whether it's for city council, state legislature, governor, all the way up. So, And we're, we are seeing that millions believe violence is justified to keep the Trump, keep Trump away from the presidency. This is an article from uh, Gateway Pundit by way of World Net Daily. Nearly 12% of Americans, some 30 million or more, say that using violent force would be justified if that's what it is needed to keep President Donald Trump out of the White House. The stunning reveal comes from the organization Dangerous to Democracy, via a report in The Guardian. The study was done by the University of Chicago Project of Security and Threats run in that far-left city and pointed, at, pointed out that some 7% say violence is justified to prevent the prosecution of President Trump. More than 17% believe it could be used to ensure members of Congress do the right thing, and 12% would allow it to restore the federal right to abortion and more. Constitutional expert and George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley, who has testified numerous times to Congress and has represented members of the body in court, point out he previously has argued that the latest Biden indictment of Trump flies in the face of the First Amendment. He says, recently I asked, in light of the free speech implications of the federal, of the second federal Trump indictment, when the price is too high for those who, those who seeking to jail the former president. The chilling answer is found in a new report out of the University of Chicago showing that almost 12% of the population, representing 30 million people, believe that violence is warranted to prevent Trump from assuming the presidency. That is almost double the number who believe that violence is warranted to ensure that Trump does become president, he explained. So, okay, so there are violent conservatives or right, right-wingers. We, we, need to, we need to make a distinction between leftists and liberals, and we need to make a distinction between conservatives and right-wingers. Real conservatives and real liberals ought to be friends. They are law-abiding. They have good They have good intentions to um, make, you know, the body politic and civil society a better place, a better system. But there are violent individuals, criminals, who pretend to have certain values, and they use that as a smokescreen to uh, commit their crimes. We see it with these violent offenders, and we see it in the political office. We see we see a whole number of Democrats being totally crooked. They are false liberals. And we see a fair amount of Republicans 
who are joining along with us, crooked Democrats, to serve the, the, the will of the people. There are plenty of good Republicans. You know, I think, you know, even though they're, even though the GOP in Washington is pretty useless, the Republicans at the state and local levels are getting things done. I'm very impressed with what they're doing. So before we uh, go further, we, you know, we will look at the, um, the problem of crook, crooked judges and lawyers. But first, I want to mention a couple other um, resources for you, uh, sponsors of this program, if you will. They are cryptocurrency exchanges. It's very important for, for us to um, preserve our wealth in these economic times. And I have a couple of cryptocurrency exchanges that I recommend. One is BitFi.com. And the other is BitGet.com. Now, these are very powerful cryptocurrency exchanges where you can buy and sell Bitcoin, Ether, a whole lot of different cryptocurrencies. And you can buy low and sell high and grow your wealth outside of the banking system. What's great about both of these is they both feature copy trading. If you don't trust yourself to uh, make the right trades at the right time, you can follow the uh, you can follow the trades of proven experts who have you know proven win loss records. So, and the reason I'm promoting both of these. Is it helps to have, it helps to keep, not keep all your eggs in one basket. There was a huge, you know, Bitcoin crash this last Thursday, and some of my positions by um, my copy traders got wiped out. But fortunately, a couple, a few other of my traders decided to short Bitcoin, and I actually came out ahead. I made some money on that. So it's good to uh, spread out, have multiple accounts, and you can start by clicking on either of the uh, links in the description of this video. Moving on, we got to talk about BLM and the Vandals and the whole summer of love. A DC court admits that BLM Vandals were treated better than pro-life protesters. The U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. just admitted something that millions of people already suspected. Black Lives Matter radicals in D.C., were given special treatment, especially when compared to some pro-life protesters. This is just one incident, but it's emblematic, it's symbolic of a much bigger issue. The two-tiered justice system that punishes anything and everyone conservative much more harshly than people on the left. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit found the city all but abandoned enforcement of the defacement ordinance during the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter protests and riots in 2020, while going after pro-life protesters who use chalk out who use chalk outside an abortion clinic. Paint is a lot harder to uh, erase than chalk. I mean, people chalk sidewalks all the time. It's like you've heard of you've heard of chalk art, sidewalk art. I see the problem with that. You can erase you can erase chalk later. The Frederick Douglass Foundation and Students for Life of America filed the lawsuit against the city after two pro-life activists were arrested in 2020. The court agreed Washington, D.C. selectively enforced the anti-graffiti ordinance and found numerous examples of BLM vandals getting away with defacing property with anti-police messages. So the whole BLM riot started over the uh, George Floyd incident in the blue city of Minneapolis. Now, in these blue cities, it's not just the judges and 
and DAs who are corrupt. It's the, it's the police. So the left always whines about systemic racism in America, but it's, you know, a feature of Democrat run cities and states. So they have the nerve to blame that on all of America when it's their own fault. Thing is though, they can probably find any one, they can probably find any incident of corruption of crooked cops in a, in a, in a Democrat city. They can probably pick and choose whatever incident they want to uh, start a, um, to start a movement, to start a news cycle. And that's what they did with George Floyd. And that's what they did with George Floyd. So that's how the BLM riots got kicked off and the whole defund the police movement. Now, the good news is in red states and in red cities, police are still respected and police do their job correctly and ethically. And if you don't like the police necessarily, the sheriffs are even better at their jobs. Sheriffs have a lot of, you know, leeway and they don't have as much bureaucracy weighing them down as police departments do. So sheriffs are elected directly by the people. Now, do you trust a Democrat sheriff? Probably not, but it's easier to hold them accountable if um, you can um, make their um, inequities public. And that's kind of the um, good news in all this, and I'll get to that a little later on. Going forward here, Justice Department seeks 33 years, 33 years in prison for ex-Proud Boy leader Enrique Enrique Tarrio, Tar, for the in the in the uh, January 6th event, Tarrio was not even in D.C. during the Capitol riot. So you've so you've heard of the Proud Boys and all of the um, prison sentences that these uh, these guys are getting for the D.C. for the January 6th riot. Now, it's, I am certain that January 6th was a false flag. It was a Reichstag fire. When I saw pictures of those rioters carrying Confederate flags, I knew they were not real Trump supporters. I knew they were leftists in disguise. Real Trump supporters are loyal to America. They're not loyal to the uh, rebellion of the Confederacy to uh, uphold slavery. So, which was a Democrat movement anyway. But what we're seeing here is a two-tier justice system. This article says, while murderers are being given light sentences, the government is seeking life in prison for the former national chairman of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, for his role in the Capitol riot, <clears throat> despite the fact that Tarrio was not even in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. Tarrio's co-defendants, Joseph Biggs, Ethan Nordine, and Zachary Real, committed no violent crimes on January 6, and walked to the Capitol building for approximately 20 minutes after dodging rubber bullets, flash grenades, fired at the crowd by police. So, this is happening while all these other crimes are listed in the article. So, we've established that there's a two-two justice system. What we need to do, the first step in 
correcting this this issue is awareness. We got to make it normal to talk about the two-tier justice system. And we've got cases where blue cities are trying to actually, you know, accommodate illegal immigrants. In in Los Angeles, uh, Bass's plan to buy Westlake Hotel for homeless housing receives blowback ahead of city council vote. Three months ago, the Los Angeles Times called the Mayfair Hotel in the Westlake neighborhood of Los Angeles a 15-story hotel that could help LA's mayor fight homelessness. That hope, however, could be dashed after recent reports indicate the hotel's previous participation in a homeless housing program was a headache for staffers inside the building and neighbors outside of it. So, there was drug use, vandalism, fights, and other nuisances, and have area residents and business owners pushing back against LA Mayor Karen Bass's plan to purchase the hotel to use as a homeless housing. So, so this so this wasn't about um um illegal immigrants necessarily this article, but it's a case of you know homelessness being driven by outrageous housing prices, as well as drug use and drug smuggling into LA. Now we're getting to the whole, you know, illegal immigrant situation here. Massachusetts taxpayers to subsidize college tuition for illegal aliens. So Massachusetts taxpayers will soon begin subsidizing public college and university tuition for illegal aliens thanks to a budget signed by supposed Governor Maura Healey, Democrat. The $56 billion state budget, dollar state budget, signed by Healey last week, includes an initiative that opens the, an in-state college tuition raised to illegal aliens who attended high school or got their GED in Massachusetts. So, this is more evidence of accommodating and bringing in illegal invaders. Now, why are the blue states and the blue cities doing this? They want an they they want an invasion. They want to subvert the Constitution and remake it into something they like, which will let them exert bully people, be violent, have their way with law-abiding, producing, you know, well-meaning individuals, people who are mentally healthy. Democrats and leftists are not normal people. They're not healthy people. They are narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, Machiavellians. These are people with dark personality disorders who just don't don't view the world in terms of right and wrong. They view the world in terms of power dynamics and ways to um, take advantage of people. And Biden, he's not the, he's not the he's not the big cheese. I would say that's more like Barack Obama giving him orders from the um, talking into his earpiece, and you might even say. You would also include the banking cabal. And I don't know enough about the uh, Freemasons or the Jesuits, but the bankers, the financial system, is definitely the um, whole, definitely the mechanism by which a lot of this, you know, corruption is enforced. Biden administration staffers seen partying, drinking, and laughing on the Eisenhower Executive Office building balcony as Maui burns. So, and this article... Gives us a few bullet points just about the whole situation in America. The border is wide open. 
Over 7 million illegal aliens have walked across the border in our country in three years. China is flooding our streets in fentanyl. This week is the anniversary of the disastrous surrender to the Taliban, including weaponizing the terror group with $800 billion in U.S. weapons. Inflation is still sucking the life out of the middle class. Gas prices have doubled in three years. The U.S. is in serious threat of losing our dollar dominance. The White House has filled, filed an amicus brief this week to kill free speech in America. The current regime has charged the former president with speech crimes and over 25 of his closest allies, and Maui is burning. So what is the, Biden, the so-called Biden administration doing? They're drinking, partying, and laughing on the balcony. Natalie Winters posted this on Twitter, her Hunger Games moment. Just had a real-life Hunger Games moment. I was walking past the White House, and a bunch of Biden staffers were on the Eisenhower Executive Office building balcony, laughing and celebrating loudly. Even tourists were stopping. The world is on fire, America is being invaded, and this. Link to whatever the picture is. So, the party of Preston Brooks is a criminal syndicate, criminal organization in disguise. But the disguise is, is falling. How do we how do we fix this situation where judges, politicians, prosecutors, and police cannot be trusted? Well, first we have to recognize the problem and expose it. You know, Mel Gibson said the first step in eradicating child trafficking is awareness, and then he, you know, pitched the sound of freedom. Same thing here. We have to make people aware, and we have to make people feel comfortable addressing the problem right in the open um, among their friends and family with at at the uh, at the bars and nightclubs with their uber drivers with their coworkers and so on then once we um, recognize that the system just how corrupt the system is we start looking for ways outside of the system to bring justice how do we do that there has to be an outside organization you know X22 report says this all the time. That outside organization is going to be the U.S. military. How do we bring the military in? Well, we see that with all these illegal immigrants, these illegal aliens being flooded into the um, U.S., these are violent criminals. These are violent foreign invaders attacking our system. And if we can prove that elections have been interfered by foreign enemies, such as the uh, CCP, all of this is an act of war, and all of that is in the purview of national defense and the military. So, we got to one, like I always say, we are in a race between the Great Awakening and the Great Reset. Can the Deep State, can the New World Order, the Invisible Enemy, whatever we call them, implement their Great Reset plans to uh, crush freedom? Or will the Great Awakening expose it all before that in a way that allows us to uh, take our freedom back. That's the question. So I'm doing my part to um, speed up the Great Awakening, and I hope you all share this content and get busy making memes, get busy on social media, talking with your friends and family, and so on. So with that, I think I'll let you go. I I always like to end on a positive note. I always like to leave you with solutions or a way forward in these programs. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no black pillar. I don't do doom and gloom. I get mad. 
there's plenty to be mad about, but we are in a war and we have to um, stay positive and this sort of thing. So I will let you go. I'm the houseman letting you know that it's okay to stand up for yourself. Over and out.